This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. I'm Sharad Kutin. With me, Melissa Idris and Tan Chung Han. Majlis Amana Raya, Amara as it's well known, was recently in the news over reports that the government is mulling a proposal to reorganise the government agency, placing it under several ministries. Now, several AMNO politicians have come out to oppose the move, including a former Mara chairman, Tansri Anwar Musa, as well as former Minister of Rural and Regional Development, Ismail Sabri. But uh, in recent years, Mara has also been implicated in several high-visibility corruption cases, such as the Unilodge scandal in Melbourne, Australia. On the line, we have Ahmad Zai Yazid Othman, the CEO of Bumiputra Economic Action Council, better known by its Malay acronym, um, MTEM, or Majlis Tindakan Economy Melayu Bersatu Berhad. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Yazid. I want to begin with something that you were quoted saying. You said that, and I quote, Mara should not be disturbed. Instead, its role should be reflected fine and empowered even further so it becomes a model human capital development institution. The question, I guess, at this point in time, in your, uh, from your point of view, has the management of MARA suggests that it's well run? Uh, hi, everyone. Good morning. Uh, so the question is, whether has the MARA management suggested it's well run? I think uh, that definitely there's room for improvement. Of course, uh, in any organization, when there's a shake-up, uh, of course, they are trying to ensure that, you know, uh, their position is intact, you know, uh, any attempts to uh, improve will be seen as uh, uh, maybe affecting job security, uh, how things are run. So I think that's quite a normal reaction. Uh, so the question is, uh, we need to ask, uh, what does actually Mara need to be better uh, is it by just separating into a few ministries would actually solve the problems or this mismanagement or this leakages or corruption? Uh, will that work? And then what is the objective of MARA? And would it be better to be run uh, by uh, under a single ministry? Wouldn't it be better if it had clearer roles, uh, clearer KPIs, and uh, clearer, more empowered uh, agenda to ensure that the original intention of MARA uh, can be achieved or maybe could be expanded to a bigger role uh, because Mara has an act on its own. It was derived from, uh, it was originally uh, from RIDA, which is the Rural Industry Development Authority. It was formed in 1953. After the Congress of Putra convened, they decided they needed uh, such a body. So based on that Congress in 1966, uh, Mara was formed from that RIDA. And according to uh, some senior officials of the old, of the government has already updated me, the basis of MARA was basically trying to manifest the Article 153 uh, on top of the rural development uh, agenda. So MARA is specifically designed as a vehicle how to empower a certain community in the country and at that time, of course, uh, it was mainly for the rural community because most of the Malays and Bibutra are from the rural. So that was the approach. Uh, so they, did, they never mentioned it particularly. Right. Was the... Yazid, you brought up some brilliant questions. In fact, I'm actually going to ask you the questions that you brought up. Now, you know, what, what exactly does MARA need to improve? Has it deviated from its original mandate? Um, I'm not sure whether, whether, whether to say that they've deviated from the original mandate. If you can see uh, from the beginning, Mara has a, has a very unique uh, all-in ecosystem. So, you know, they, 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 they cover education all the, way to, uh, uh, all the way to entrepreneurship, 
and as well now they have an arm that does investment. So what we need to do is, uh, what we need to ask ourselves, have they deviated? I don't think so. Some of the CEOs of major GLCs come from Mara. We know a lot of talents come from Mara. When we talk about Mara, we're talking about either MRSM graduates or UITM graduates. Even uh, the founders of uh, Asia comes from Mara. The former CEO of Maybank comes from Mara. So Mara has established uh, a unique position that they have been able to claim uh, we, they have assisted on real social mobility, especially for the Bumitra community. And I don't think anybody can deny that. The question is right now, how can it be more better managed so it has a clearer, uh, more impactful uh, game plan to have uh, a positive impact on the community as a whole? And I think that's uh, our, our the only... Uh, what we would have recommend is actually instead of making it rural-focused, it should be an economic agency, the economic development agency, because then you would able to see what kind of uh, uh, industries that you would want to train a certain community. How will you want to make sure uh, this certain group of people will be able to have uh, more uh, entry into certain industry, a certain market? You can right. actually create world-class education from the beginning, ensuring sure. they are placed at a strategic location. So you can really plan this whole thing uh, A to Z. Right, yeah, yes, and we'll dive deeper into perhaps this expansion of Mara's mandate in just a bit. But I want to go back to the trigger for why we're having this discussion, though, because, I mean, has there been an overt call from the Pakatan government to, um, uh, while well, calling for Mara to be broken up? I mean, what are you responding to, actually? We are disagreeing with the idea to breaking up Mara into three or four. But, but where is that idea coming from? Because we have... Uh, Okay, the, the trigger is, I think there's, uh, people assume that this is basically triggered from hearsay. And, uh, and then people responding to what, uh, sources from former AMNO, former chairman of MARA, which is Tansyanwa. But we also have sources uh, from within in, indicating there has been such attempts. Uh, well, you know, yes, it, okay, so you, you help us understand this. It looks like uh, AMNO members or politicians, as, as, like the former uh, chairperson of, um, of Mara himself, you know, they are politicizing the issue. You're saying it shouldn't be politicized, but who actually is politicizing uh, this, uh, you know, this now, all, all we can say is a rumor of, Amno's bre- uh, of Mara's breakup? Of course, uh, AMNO will have their own agenda in politicizing this issue. They're currently, they are no longer in the government. Of course, they would like to pick points and find faults. I mean, that's their job, of course. Uh, we're just responding to whether the idea was actually good or not. And I, I agree with you. Uh, this should not be politicized. Uh, we should understand what is actual the role of Mara and then and, 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 uh, diligently find ways how to add value to it. Because this is an opportunity. For the last 60 years, despite so much has been done, via Mara and other Bumiputra Development Agency, we have seen a plateau, we have seen stagnation, we have seen a lot of issues. Uh, and I think with the new government, we are quite hopeful that there is an attempt to relook at how things are being done for Bumiputra. Right. Uh, yes. So in terms of relooking, right, and I understand that you have actually called, if there's any reshuffle, that Mara be parked under Azmin Ali. Yet, Dato Sri Azmin Ali has spoken about uh, making the NEP uh, to be more needs-based, more than race-based. Should Mara then comply with that kind of vision and whereby its empowerment agenda be expanded to include other races as well based on needs and not perhaps confined to the Bumiputras? 
first of all, I think need-based uh, policy is actually needed because we need to ensure across the board all sectors of the community are taken care of. But however, this is not sufficient because it would only solve problems within the B40 community. So, uh, and then furthermore, uh, if, for the, for example, of, if the government would want to actually offer more for the, for those in need, I think no, no community in Malaysia would really object. However, this will not be strategic because the, the leverage of those who have will remain because there is no attempt to uh, ensure there's government intervention to ensure there's more Buiputra economic participation at the top level. So in our opinion, it is, uh, it is, it, we need both. We need need-based and we still need race-based affirmative action. And, if, and Mara needs to ensure that, to, to stick to its original intention to help that particular committee in line with Article 153. Uh, that, it's, it's a taboo now, but in actual fact, that has always been the case from day one. And I think uh, what we need to do, we need to understand that uh, there is room for Bumiputra development uh, and Bumiputra empowerment activity, and it cannot be seen as negative. Let me share you an example. The amount of people in poverty in Sabah and Kelantan is very much more higher than the amount of poverty among the Indian community. Yet we still do the Indian blueprint, and that's not a problem. So I think we need to be realistic that there is race, community-based type of uh, uh, activities, uh, empowerment that needs to be done so it's more effective and it, it does not just focus on those at the B40 level. Yes, but, you know, just very quickly, you know, if the model of ethnic base, whether it's for Indians or Bumbutras in Sabah or in the peninsula, if they've all failed uh, over the last 60 years because what happens is it's captured by the rich and the powerful, why continue race-based models when it comes to economic empowerment? It's, it's pretty simple. Uh, if you say it failed, uh, but look at uh, the DEB. You know, we actually had huge social mobility. So to say that race-based affirmative action failed, I think that's wrong. Data shows that it did help. Data also shows that people say that there's only a few that actually benefit. Just because they have taken advantage of the situation doesn't mean that the whole policy is wrong. What we need to do is to... Uh, really look how do we implement it so more people of the community actually benefits. At the moment, the Bumiputra community is still be, uh, the, basically the bottom in every decade, whether they are B40, M40, or T20. And even in terms of economic dominance, we are still uh, very limited. We have an effective control of only 7% of the equity of the stock market. Uh, we only have around uh, majority, majority of us in micro SME. So there's still room for growth. What we need to do is to get everybody to support what's the real way uh, that works for the Bumiputra community and any other community. Realistic, realistically, we are a very racial community. To deny that is quite uh, hypocritical because even we had this issue with UEC and how we are divided racially, with this issue with uh, YB Kula Segeran, how we divided. So I think to, to just simplify Malaysia, uh, just like another, you know, America, whereby it, it, it doesn't work. We are as what we are. The Constitution defines it as such. We must embrace this... Uh, diverse different monsters and grow together to become a great nation. Okay, thank you so much, Yazid. Sorry for cutting you off there. We should bring you back on at some other point in time. That was Ahmad Yazid Othman, CEO of the Bumiputra Economic Action Council of Majestindakan Economy, Melayu Bersatu Berhad. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. 
BFM 89.9, The Business Station.